Welcome back to the Innovator Podcast, the female entrepreneur series that dives into the stories of how women founders tackled hardship and difficulties to ultimately find success. My name is Erica Sullivan, and I am the host of the Innovator Podcast, and today I'm welcoming one of my best friends of the show. I first met Abby my sophomore year of college thanks to Collegiate Women in Business. However, I have a really hard time believing we didn't meet prior to this point. Abby lived in the same dorm, on the same hall, as my boyfriend and my best friends my freshman year of college. Regardless, since working side-by-side at Collegiate Women in Business at Virginia Tech, we've become really close friends and supporters along each of our respective journeys. With the current COVID-19 outbreak demanding the need for social distancing and self-quarantining, I felt there was no better time to record an episode about creativity and the arts. If you're working or taking classes from home, it has become increasingly more complicated to stay motivated and continue coming up with innovative and creative ideas. So with that being said, Abby, welcome to the Innovator Podcast. Abby, thank you so much for being on here today. We're so excited to hear a little more from you. So can you start us at the very beginning? Where do you think your love of the arts really began? Have you always loved to draw, paint, create, all that kind of stuff? My love truly began in elementary school. I went to a really small Christian school when I was younger, but they had a really big emphasis on their art program. And I would work one-on-one with my art teacher. And we started out with creating oil paintings as <laughs> I was in fifth grade creating oil paintings. And that's just where I was like, wow, I want to do this all the time. I just want to create and utilize my artistic talents this way. And um, it really blossomed from there. You know, one of my first paintings was, um, it was of a sunset with pine trees. And this sunset came from a photo that I had taken out of my hangar uh, with my family. And it was just something, it really meant a lot to me to make this painting because it really resembled all those happy, fond memories with my family um, out on the countryside. And my mom has always prioritized my art and, um, you know, she's paid for my art lessons and stuff. And her believing in me really helped me move forward with my artistic career. So a little fun fact about Abby. So Abby hosts the best craft nights ever. Um, We've done, oh my gosh, like a little bit of everything. Like we've gotten together and painted. Um, You're also famous for wood burning. So can you share with the audience where you get your inspiration from and one of your favorite DIY projects? Yeah. Oh my God. I love, love craft night. It's one of my favorite nights, you know, of the week. I try to have them as often as possible, whether it just be by myself or with friends. Um, But I think it's really important to cultivate that creativity especially after school and and whatnot. Um, But my projects really range from a a wide variety of mediums. I love wood burning, um, as Erica mentioned. (laughs) And I remember one night we actually, do you remember when we (laughs) hand knitted blankets and or while I was hand knitting? Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. Um, but yeah, you know, doing craft nights with wine is always, um, is always key, but you know, like painting, drawing, textiles, embroidery, you know, just all, all of the above (laughs) for craft nights. But, um, I particularly love wood burning because it's kind of one of the more daunting tasks because, you know, with drawing, you can erase it, or if you're painting, you can just paint over it, but wood burning, once you make that 
marking or that incision into the wood, you cannot go back. You can't erase it. You have to figure out how you're going to move forward with the piece if you accidentally make a mistake. So wood burning really challenges my, you know, creative abilities because I have to figure out, okay, how am I going to adapt to this wood burning that I accidentally messed up on and still make it beautiful for whoever I'm creating it for, whether it just be myself or for someone who commissioned it. So it's, I really have translated this skill set into, you know, my personal and professional life, you know, learning how to learn from those mistakes and move forward, adapt where you need to. And it's, you know, I'm really, really proud of that ability that I've been able to cultivate and uh, translate into my personal life. Such a great metaphor, the wood burning and like not being able to go back and you just have to figure out how to make it work. I feel like that is such a great lesson in life too. I mean, obviously there are so many times, so many things we've been through together that just are an absolute mess and we have to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I love wood burning. It's, you know, it's one of those skill sets that you can really build upon and it's a lot of fun too. So it makes a really great gift, by the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So before all the crazy coronavirus and everything hit, you accepted an amazing internship with the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. for the summer. Woo! <laughs> First off, congratulations. I knew this was an opportunity you were really hoping for, and I am so proud and excited for you. And, you know, regardless of what coronavirus ends up doing, I know that you're going to be super successful, um, and I hope this opportunity is still given to you. Fingers crossed. Can you talk a little bit about this position and what you'll be doing? Yeah, yeah, no, like, thank you so much for um, your congrats. It's really, I mean, this was, I mean, this is my dream internship. And when I got the offer letter, I was very emotional. <laughs> and I called you, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, because honestly, I I mean, I, I am a confident person, but sometimes I I don't believe in myself as much as I should. So prior to this internship, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it, try my best. And um, and when I got it, I was like, you know, all of that hard work really, really paid off. And um, it made me reflect on the support system that I have and how thankful for I am for, you know, like you, my friends, uh, my professors, and obviously my mom's side of the family who've just been that rock, that constant support system. Um, and Billy, my boyfriend, too. <laughs> he's, he's always believed in my my art, my passion. But at the National Gallery of Art in D.C., if it still works out, um, I'm I'm hoping that if, you know, the coronavirus, if that does, you know, have to change some the components of my internship, um, we'll adapt. I will do anything. I will absolutely do anything for them that they want me to. I will work for free. Like, I just, I don't care. I just want to, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Um, but within the National Gallery of Art in DC, I'll be working in the gallery shops. So um, it's, it has a lot to do with business and marketing, which is absolutely, like, it's just absolutely what I want to do. It's perfect. Um, but if I'm still doing this internship, I'll be creating online content that's exciting, developing retail social media strategy, uh, marketing campaigns, copywriting compelling product descriptions that relate to merchandise to the gallery's collection and mission, which is amazing. <laughs> I hope it still works out. Um, you know, working potentially for the National Gallery of Art, um, now that I've accepted this internship and everything is just 
I feel like I'm at the apex of my career and I'm just, I'm not even out of college yet. Like this was my dream. So now that I have, you know, accepted my offer and everything, I'm, I want to create a new dream and a new goal for myself because um, it's crazy at my age to be at my, at my dream job. <laughs> um, so, you know, if all goes well with the internship and everything, I'm hoping that I can, uh, you know, move forward within the museum industry, especially in the art world. And I'd love to work for them full time, um, but I, I'll be finishing my master's at tech and I'll graduate in 2021 with a master's degree in material culture and public humanities, which is essentially like museum studies. Is there anything you cannot do? Oh my no. God, <laughs> you absolutely blow me away. So now that you've accepted your dream summer internship, what is one tip you can give the audience about making yourself stand out in the arts field as a strong candidate? I've just been grinding from day one, uh, freshman year. I, I, you know, in high school, I was really active in my art classes. We had a whole house dedicated to art in at my high school. Like we would walk out to the house to go do art. <laughs> so you know, arts has just always been a huge component for me. So when I, um, you know, stepped foot on Blacksburg's campus at Tech, you know, I was taking my business courses and, you know, I, I loved marketing from the beginning, but I was like, wow, I am, there's something missing, absolutely something missing. And I, that void was just really, you know, bothering me, <laughs> you know, throughout freshman year. And I was like, this has got to change. So I reached out to my business advisor and I was asking her all these art questions uh, because I was a freshman. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and so she was like, you really need to go to the school of visual arts and talk to their academic advisor about it. And I was like, all right, fine. So I went over there and um, I talked with the art advisor um, there. And she's like, you know, we have a lot of options here for you as a business student. And that was actually when I asked about double majoring and visual communications here at Tech, but that would mean I would be here for five years. Now I'm still gonna be here for five years, but instead I'm gonna end up with a bachelor's and a master's, which is awesome. And I also got funding for next year for my master's, so thriving. Um, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um, one of the biggest tips that I can give about, you know, making yourself stand out is just making those connections within a field of study or, you know, something that you're really passionate about, you know, really connecting with those people and, and not just connecting, but making meaningful connections and building relationships because, you know, my professors have written me numerous letters of recommendation. I actually, for the National Gallery internship, I got a letter of recommendation from the director of my master's program. So I'm sure that had a lot of, a lot of leverage into that. She, I have a really good relationship with her and as well as my other professors. And there's just so many opportunities to explore that um, professors can help you with and um, people within the industry that you're really passionate about. So um, in terms of, you know, being a student, I, that's where I would go first is to, to just really, you know, go to office hours, make those connections. And then, um, you know, they're there to help. They're, you know, they want you to succeed. So... <laughs> So that's what I would say. I would say to just make those not just connections, but meaningful connections where relationships can grow. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you you touched on just how lucky we are here at Virginia Tech to have professors that care and programs in the arts. Um, for people who don't know, we have the Moss Art Center on campus, which Abby will probably talk about a little bit more. But what tips do you have for young creatives for finding resources to help them grow and expand on their creative journey in college and beyond? Yeah, so specifically, I guess, with college students, I mean, be unconventional, go outside of the box, you know, take a chance. Because my, I believe it was my sophomore year, art history class, I uh, met a lot with the teacher's assistant, you know, to ask her questions, how can I improve my learning and all that. And um, so I did that sophomore year and then junior year rolled around and she remembered me and she emailed me saying, hey, I really think you should apply to this graduate program. Um, you'd be a really awesome fit. I mean, it's it would be super cool if you joined because she was in this graduate program as well. So, um, and she's like, if you do this accelerated program, like you'll save time, you'll save money. It's like a win-win. It's exactly what you want to do. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and actually, after she sent that email, I got an email from the director of the program and was like, hey, that TA talked with me. And she's like, you should be in this program. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, it's not typical for all students to do an accelerated um, graduate program, but I would highly recommend it as, like I said, it does save time and money, um, which is awesome, especially as a college student. And, you know, look, explore different programs. I mean, I added, so I actually have um, a double minor in art history and visual arts and society. And um, I've, a lot of, I've met a lot of really amazing people who have been um, invaluable to me. Um, and yeah, so just, you know, taking a chance, adding double minors, I mean, increasing your workload. Yes, it does add a little bit more of a burden to you, but it's so rewarding in the end. And it's definitely been rewarding for me. So yeah, <laughs> from what I've seen, it's definitely been rewarding for you. So for all of those self-quarantine at home these next few weeks and, you know, practicing social distancing, I know for a lot of people, it's really hard on their mental stability, you know, not being able to go out and have those connections with others, or maybe even not even really having the ability to practice creativity in a way that they would like. Um, so what is your advice for creative activities that they can engage with at home to stay occupied, um, use these opportunities to connect with others and make sure that they're still exercising creativity. Yeah, well, Erica, you actually helped me with this one um, by sharing Britain Co's um, website for their discount code on their creative classes, which I cannot, I, I love these classes. I cannot speak to them more highly because yes, yeah, so I, I, so I am a creative. I'm very hands-on with drawing, painting, that sort of thing. But I've always been wanting to adapt more to Adobe software and learning that digital creativity because, you know, I'm really confident in my abilities to, you know, draw an animal or paint a sky or, you know, all those sorts of things. But it's, it's so different translating that sort of physical um, art to the digital world. It's a whole nother game, especially with Adobe. I mean, there's so many different tools, techniques, like the world is your oyster. Um, there's just so many, like you can never learn. <laughs> I feel like you can never learn all of the tools and stuff that you can use. But um, Brit and Co's classes, I mean, just doing even a beginner um, illustrator 
classes and stuff have just been so eye-opening to me. And um, I actually watched one of their classes on how to illustrate your pet. And I, so Erica, if you want to send me a really good picture of your dog, I will illustrate your dog. You know, that's what I'm texting you as soon as we finish this up. Uh, I'll send you what I've done so far. Cause I've done my cat and um, my boyfriend's sister's bunny. She loved it. She went nuts over it. And I was like, I just want the practice, but now I'm like, I can illustrate pets and animals. Like this is so fun. I love quarantine. <laughs> I know. By the end of quarantine, you're going to have a pet Instagram account where you put all the these animal pictures up there oh yeah it's it's so much fun but that's I mean quarantining like the reason why we're being quarantined is really unfortunate and it's difficult but I feel like I've been so productive in learning things that I haven't gotten a chance to learn during the academic year and um yeah it's just been a really really cool experience and Britain Co has just been like the, they're fun classes they're not just like okay, here, let's do something that's kind of boring so you can learn the tools and stuff. No, this is this is like real stuff that I will use in marketing and that sort of thing. So, um, and I think that it would also help too if I learned a lot about Illustrator to help with like LUV, low ultraviolet <laughs> as we move forward with our marketing with that. Absolutely. And I was thinking as well, I realized that when I sent that Brit & Co., um, code to you, I realized I meant to share it as well. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in the podcast show notes so that everyone can take advantage of it um, and really look into it because they are such an awesome resource. And it's been really fun to see what you've been creating with um, their classes. Oh, yeah, 100%. So my last question is, what is a book, a resource or a podcast that you love and want to share with the audience? Yeah, so I have a, um, I have a couple. My I guess one of my resources that I use to keep up with the art world is news.artnet.com slash art world. And we can put that in the show notes. Okay, cool. Um, that's, you know, it, it's really interesting to see how, you know, even the art world is being impacted by the coronavirus. I mean, with the Louvre shutting down um, all the museum, like the Smithsonian uh, museums in DC and how that's going to have an impact on, how the art world is operating and everything and not having as many visitors like some some museums have made uh virtual gallery tours and things like that so that there's still um we still have that accessibility to view pieces and stuff that we now unfortunately are not able to so that's my art world resource in terms of podcasts well actually first we'll go to um, a book so I'm a yoga instructor at McComas, so I love mindfulness and that sort of thing. One of the books that I recommend is Your Body Speaks Your Mind. And it's basically a book about how, how your feeling is impacted by your thoughts and your attitude and your behaviors. And it's just a really interesting book. I mean, it's just, it's things that you don't even think about like how you're feeling right now was probably affected by how a conversation that you had earlier, like maybe you have a really bad headache for the past couple of days and it could be something that you've been subconsciously thinking. It's, it's just a really interesting book. So, so yeah, if you're looking into more mindfulness and then in terms of podcasts, I love skimmed on the couch. It's just a really nice um, empowering podcast. I really enjoy that. And then, um, some other like business news podcasts, like the journal 
NPR News, Every Little Thing, BBC Minute, and The Daily. I know that was a lot, but that's just nice to keep up with what's going on in the news, you know, instead of watching it on TV or something. Like, this is awesome if you're driving, like, going on a big drive like I did (laughs) from home coming back to Blacksburg. Those are all such great resources. And of course, all these are going to go into show notes so that you guys can um, check them out yourselves and really look into these. I love Skimmed on the Couch. I think it's such a great podcast to start your day. Um, But with that, Abby, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing some of these resources. I know the world is kind of in a weird place right now. So thank you for coming on and spreading positivity. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Innovator Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review. If you know someone that would be a perfect fit for this podcast that I should interview, please email me at theinnovatorpod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at theinnovatorpod. Please take care of one another and practice social distancing, and we'll see you next week on the Innovator Podcast.